And we are recording, recording in progress with Mr. John D. O'Connor. And today's Wednesday, April 12th, 2023 at 2.10 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, you know, it's 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 like a weird chemical reaction when you get two binding things that come together and there's nothing to hold them apart. They just bind. And you're Irish and I'm Irish. And so we just talked for 10 minutes before we started recording because there's nobody to moderate us. And uh, that is a problem right. with the Irish, amongst other things. But because I have you for a limited amount of time, my fault, because I talked to you before this. Um, my that, No, again, we're both Irish. Please introduce yourself to my audience, Mr. O'Connor. Well, I'm John O'Connor. I'm a lawyer in the San Francisco area uh, and practicing law for 50 years. About the only thing I've done of note pertinent to your uh, audience is uh, I, I represented Mark Felt. Uh, I, I knew who Deep Throat was and talked him into coming out. And since then, I've written a couple books, uh, uh, one being Postgate, how the Washington mm -hmm. Post betrayed Deep Throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. And another one called The Mysteries of Watergate, what really happened. And so I'm very, one of my big passions is um, basically partisan and deliberately untruthful media mm. uh, because that impacts our democracy so much it does and um for everybody watching uh the links to your books are in the description and that's you know that's another historical thing that is just kind of from i guess from my own i guess a selfish pat on the back is i love having on figures who kind of like a forrest gump thing i love having on figures who just have been involved in U.S. history, and to to know that you you helped him and convinced him to come out and and altered the the course of U.S. history, and that is a huge thing. Is the truth simply needs to come out for whatever it is, and the idea that X whistleblower is good because he supports my guy, or Y whistleblower is bad because he's helping the other guy, is itself the problem with slanted and biased media so i feel like you know when i, when I want to have someone come on and talk about shooting i don't i don't have myself on it i i interview a delta force sniper so to have someone on right now to talk about the bias in media what is the most accurate picture then about donald trump his arraignment the charges is he going to jail is this hyperbole what is it in no. your best estimation well when donald trump got elected there were several journalists, professors, deans, whatever, that were talking among themselves and said, we're going to Watergate Trump. Now, what does that mean? Um, what does that mean? Um, it, um, it means using the press as a tool to get rid of a political figure. The most impactful journalistic story ever is Watergate, in which we removed a sitting president who had been overwhelmingly reelected. Mm -hmm. He was removed because of the deliberately deceitful journalism. Since that time, the world has gotten more partisan and the press especially considers it, it their duty to quote, change the world unquote, after Watergate, to get on one side of the aisle, to wear a jersey. So only scalps of one type are sought. Your tribe, you don't scalp, you scalp the other tribe. And that's the use of the medium. Now, we get there, and that what that has done is that it has slowly corrupted our legal system. Now what we have is people who realize that they can get fame and fortune 
not just as journalists, but as legal figures like James Comey. And if you're on the right side, you can stand at the podium bathed in glory mm. as you're indicting the next Republican. So even though the message of Watergate should have been, let's investigate wrongdoing without fear or favor and get rid of the scoundrels wherever they may be and convict them, the real message of Watergate to many ears was conservatives are bad. If we look hard enough, we'll find conservative crimes. We don't commit any on our side. And uh, and I think some people sincerely believe that, that the, their side can do no wrong. And the way the media treats treats this, did Obama do anything wrong? Not according to the media. Therefore, he can go say, I had the most scandal-free administration in history, Fast and furious. even though he did a lot of things that were absurd and, and would have been investigated deeply. So we get to Trump. And now what we have is there's no doubt about it. Now the gloves are off. Uh, no one even pretends to try to be objective with Trump. So now we have the latest DA knows his political future, as I've said before in this, his political future is tied to the press, to the media, and he's getting it. And he got elected by promising to get Trump, got good publicity. 85% of the people in Manhattan are Democrats. They all, most of them want Trump indicted on something. Mm -hmm. So we all know conservatives are evil, especially Trump, who everyone knows is evil. And so we presume he's evil and you just have to find the crime. So now what we have is we have a very ideological system in which one set of people on one side of the aisle are presumed to be dishonest, uh, deceitful, criminal. And when you have a unusually blustery and bold and very um, in your face type of person like Trump, um, that's that's. That gets people excited, and you've got to get rid of them. So on so many psychological levels, um, th there are many people that like this indictment of Trump, even though it's absurd. Now, having said that, Tom, sure. I think eventually they have a crime here they're probably going to get them on, which is um, um, – they're going to get uh, there is a crime here that they're going to get them on. It's just going to be a process crime, but I think they'll get them on this Mar-a-Lago thing, mm. um, which is going to terribly complicate our present political position, because all these indictments of political figures are all meant for political effect. They're not sure. meant because there's really wrongdoing no. that somebody feels is endangering anybody. Um, you know, OK, let's say that Trump did try to hide some documents in Mar-a-Lago. I'm not saying that's good. Do we really need a prosecution over that? Probably not, but but I think he, they'll probably get him on that. Um, and that's a sad comment on our nation right now, that this is what we're concerned about when all hell is breaking loose domestically, in foreign uh, quarters, culturally. What the heck is happening to us culturally? Uh, you know, uh, fentanyl use is the least of our problems. You've got anxiety, depression, uh, helplessness rampant uh, because uh, our, our culture is falling apart and we're prosecuting Trump. So if that makes us all feel good, uh, that's supposed to be uh, why we're doing it. We've we've moved past the bread and circus. The bread's too expensive. The circus is censored. Now we're just going full gladiator. We want blood. That's what we want. That's, and it's that's right.
Put him in the arena, get the Lions, get the Lions after him. And uh, this is just the first of many hurdles. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Oh, it's the first. Oh, yeah. Make no mistake, everybody listening. There's no we got him, the end. It's we got him. We've now set the precedent that we can go get them, fill in the blank. Now, here's what my the problem is. Sure. I'm like many people. Uh, this bothers me. I stand in solidarity with Trump, solidarity with Trump on this, of uh, being a bad prosecution. The problem is that if we don't elect a conservative, we're going to get four more years of this stuff, and our lives are going to get much worse than they are now. So even though I would love to, um, right now there's no doubt this is a terrible prosecution presently. But these things are going to pile up, and they'll make Trump unelectable in the general. And now the question is that all of us are going to have to face is what do we do about that? I don't want to be – I'm not a summer soldier. I don't want to go run and say, oh, you're in trouble. I'm going to abandon you. But at the same time, I'm going to want to elect somebody that's electable, yeah. vote for somebody that's electable. And I think at some point, those on the conservative side of the aisle, just the middle of the road, who, who don't like inflation and a weak, weak uh, military, we're going to have to elect somebody. Uh, we're going to have to vote for somebody that's electable. And so I, I think that's the needle that is such a fine needle for DeSantis to thread. Mm. He's our only hope right now. I hate to say it, but I don't think things are going to get better for Trump in the middle of the electorate where the swing votes are where you know 10 percent of the people go one way or the other uh it's a thumping election victory when you lose by three points and his numbers went down in 2020 among suburbanites and women uh i think they're going to go down again uh even though he's done great things for the country uh we all have to have a conversation here a, a discussion how are we going to set things right? How are we going to set things right? And how are we not going to take the Democrats' bait here? I think, in a sense, the smart Democrats like the idea of strengthening Trump. They really do. They like it because they know that he's not going to get strengthened in the general. They know he's going to get strengthened in the primary. And I don't want to take their bait. But that's my own opinion. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, no. but I've been studying these cases, Tom. And uh, I've been studying these cases, and I just think this is our only option. Could you maybe could you maybe elaborate on what you just said? The, the smart Democrats like the idea of strengthening Trump. Yes. Could you flesh that out a little bit? Yeah, he was not on the front pages for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, people were rallying around DeSantis. DeSantis's numbers look good. All the smart Democrats know that their real danger is from DeSantis, not Trump. They know they can beat Trump again. Even with Biden, they can probably beat Trump again. Uh, but by doing this, yes, they know this is a terrible case. Everybody knows that. But the more chaos and drama surround Trump, they know two things will happen. Number one, the Republican base will expand in his favor or will strengthen and harden and make them more vociferous and will give Trump press he will now once again consume all the oxygen in the room and that's what's happening and and the democrats the smart democrats know that this will kill him in the general 
Uh, it'll strengthen them in the primaries, kill them in the general. I think most people agree that that's the dynamic now. How it's going to play out over time is something else. But I don't think, I think it's silly to think that the suburban housewife, and I shouldn't, maybe that's a bad no. verb, housewife, because it's uh, suburban women who could be very accomplished professionally. Uh, in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, for example, or Birmingham, Michigan, they don't like the guy now. He's kind of the mean brother-in-law uh, and uh, ex-husband that they don't like. And now more of this is happening. His numbers are not going to get better with those people that otherwise have somewhat moderate to conservative views and that uh, they shouldn't like where the country's going. So uh, these these uh, indictments have their impact. And I'll tell you, um, uh, this really strengthens Trump and kills him in the general. I think he was toast in the general anyway, frankly. Um, but this magnifies the same effect we've been seeing uh, in the past here. Um, and so that's now our whole country is hanging in the balance. I mean, you think about everything, how foolish it is to restrict fossil fuel production when we still need it, when it weakens us militarily, gives Vladimir Putin higher oil prices to wage his war in Ukraine. Everything about this causes inflation. And yet, and yet, in spite of all this, these terrible problems we have, Biden in the polls is running neck and neck with with Trump. I think he's probably beaten him a couple points, which to me is shows you where we are in this country. There are a lot of people who, although I disagree with them, they are adults. They have their own free will and they can formulate their own opinions. I think they just hate Trump because it's it's Donald Trump. It's orange man bad, and they will vote against him, which you're allowed to do. You are allowed to vote against someone and not for someone. That is, that is your freedom. And right. although I think that is childish, although I think that it is selfish if there's no border, if there's fentanyl flooding, if there's de-dollarization going around, if European countries are going around saying, don't follow America... I mean, if this isn't us circling the drain and you still want to plant your feet and say, I just hate Donald Trump, then we're going to get what we deserve. My only, my only hope is that, I don't know, someone does run. Because right now, like, you can run on all of those things. Inflation, border, manufacturing, China-Russia allying de-dollarization, fossil fuel production, selling off the strategic oil reserve, censorship. You can run on all of those things, but if you run behind Donald Trump, you're kind of getting blinded by it. It's like a, it's like when a professional sports team gets an incredible athlete who's just, just a diva. I don't know, like Terrell Owens comes to mind in like the early 2000s. Incredible receiver, but you're kind of bringing a cancer onto the team. If oh, some, that's right. If someone that's can right. run on those ideas and not be a diva, they might win. Well, you that's you just brought out the greatest contrast, Tommy, that that uh, in, in 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 its stark form, which is you talked about issues, and then you talked about the concept of the diva and the emotional impact. Mm. 
So, yes, you can have Trump performing at all these high levels on all those issues. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because there's such an emotional component. And all the people that study decision making say the emotions are the elephant and the rational brain is the writer of that elephant. And once you emotionally decide you don't like somebody, you will find some way to vote against them. Uh, and Trump is that great example. One of the reasons he attracted people was because so many people were tired of fake news. Mm-hmm. I'll call it fake news. It's really even that is an overblown title. It's not so much fake as it is just tremendously biased and dishonest. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess. And uh, and but it appealed to so many people because here's a guy that whose rhetoric is overblown, but people liked it because it was overblown, and it went right in the fate the the faces of the other folks and said i'm i'm not backing down from you you're wrong you're bad here's why and trump took that on and people thought that was needed unfortunately trump while he scorned the whole idea of acting presidential as if it were just some uh pose yeah it's not people it's not people don't like drama and chaos They want everything to seem nice. They want to go to the grocery store. Uh, They're not political junkies. They want to turn on the evening news and not have a lot of chaos. They want to be reassured. So even though Ronald Reagan was very conservative, he's a nice guy. He spoke well. And you seem to say, yeah, well, you know, I may be a Democrat. I may not like him. But boy, you know, he's you know, he's really okay. And 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 he he over time you liked him more and more. If you're a Democrat, he's reasonable. Now we don't have that with Trump. Unfortunately, his selling point of being brash and in your face that gets tiring after a while to those middle of the road people who just don't want that anymore. The media uh, exacerbates this by, of course, magnifying everything he does, uh, and there's this mutual. I don't know what you want to call it. It's uh, uh, what the psychological term is, but um, they both feed off each other in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and we have a terrible situation in that regard where anything Trump does is belittled. So we could have a guy come into office, Joe Biden, says, say, this is opposite day. Whatever the orange man bad did, I'm going to do the opposite. Well, <laughs> that's not the message the voters were really saying. The Voters were saying, do the same thing Trump did. Just try to do it in a dignified fashion. But that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. you open the borders. You don't You don't finish the wall. You cut fossil fuels, cause inflation. That right there, stroke of a pen, inflation. Throw out money, Inflation Reduction Act you don't have. So um, it's, not, it's not a rational world we're in. And... Democracy is supposed to be somewhat rational. The Enlightenment movement was supposed to have some rationality to it. And we're so far away from that now. We're getting worse and worse. Our attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. And the and, and, and look what happened. Biden's got all that smoking gun evidence about his corruption. And immediately that's off the front page is some... Um, idiot uh, DA in uh, New York decides to indict Trump, and that's all everybody talks about, whereas there are smoking guns aplenty on Biden corruption and China. And yeah. China. You Rising know, a, China. A spy balloon, 
a spy balloon comes over our country. China is just getting ready to take over Taiwan. Now, people don't understand Taiwan. 90% of our most um, advanced chips are made in Taiwan. Oh, the fabrication uh, centers there are light years ahead of anywhere else. That's right. And so we're talking, when we talk about military intelligence and when we and, and um, technology, when we talk about um, artificial intelligence, not only will we not have it, the Chinese will have it. And now we're in trouble. So I don't know that there's the will um, to do anything about it. And I think the Chinese are probably well advised. I hate to say this. They've got Biden under their thumb. And they're going to do something before Biden does something uh, before Biden leaves office. Yeah. So uh, it's a bad situation we're in. And uh, and and as Taiwan falls, where does Japan and South Korea go? Yeah, the world speaks one language and it's power. And that's unfortunate, but it's what it is. And I know that I'm running out of time with you. So we'll wrap this up. I'd love to have you on again. But back to, just real quick to back to the rational point is as much as I don't like that some people go, I don't even like Biden, but I like that he's put together, I can stomp my feet and say that's so stupid. We are in a democracy. This is not Tommy land. This is the United States. If that's what the majority of people want, stop complaining about it and learn how to play the game. This is episode 1180. For the first couple hundred, I was swearing, F this, F that, just bad camera you know wearing a whatever a crappy t-shirt and doing whatever and i would get angry because my guests were great i knew i knew the content was great but it wasn't growing and i finally stopped i put my ego aside and said invest in a nice camera watch the language make a good thumbnail put a description in yes sir no ma'am and just play the game stop complaining and just play the game if this is what people want give them what they want Otherwise, you're an insane person. You're doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results. So I support Trump. But, man, read the room. Read the, the average right. person. They don't want a guy. It's not a luxury to say presidential. There is value to that. There is something about someone leading the free world that is you don't have to like them, but just don't call Rosie O'Donnell fat on the podium as much as I think it's funny. <laughs> You can't do that. There has to be a measured approach. Um, yeah, every person who's fat doesn't like that, you know. <laughs> and that's and, most uh, of America. <laughs> so like, most of America. Yeah. Most most of us, and and uh, you know, we all are sensitive about that. Sure. Well, let me do this, Tommy. Yes, sir. What I'd love to do is, if we have more time, sometimes, and I apologize that I've got this schedule today, but not at all, man. I'd love to talk to you at length about different aspects of the way our media are communicating to. to us so that we can, for your audience, can really get it down to a granular detail and realize how they're being fooled. Yeah. Uh, I can talk, I can put it in very, without trying to get too much in the weeds, I can talk to you about how this climate change thing came about mm -hmm. and how that's all nonsense. I mean, carbon dioxide sure has some minor effect uh, on the uh, greenhouse gases, but it, it's minor, and I'll talk to you about what the best minds really say about it. But what's interesting is the way it's communicated to us and also other issues like about Trump and Biden, how these things are communicated and in and 
dishon in a dishonest way. And it started with Watergate. That's when the press, the media realized how powerful it is to be biased. Rather than this pose of being uh, unbiased, they realized that's not really what does it for them. It doesn't get you Pulitzers. It doesn't get you increased circulation. Now with the internet, this is all on steroids. Yeah. So I'd like to talk to you more about that. I'm it. sorry I have to go. Not at all, man. Because uh, you've got a great you've got a great podcast, and I really want to be on some more and, and really talk to you I about would, this at length. I would love to. I was going to say another cool guy is uh, Dr. Patrick Moore, co-founder of Greenpeace. He's been on here twice. He's gone in the complete yeah. opposite direction. He's like it's a power grab. Um, but let's I'll let you go. Let's wrap this up. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'm going to stop recording. Uh, I'm going to get I'm going to get your number and let's let's put together another one. I'd love to put aside like an hour or two and just dive down the rabbit hole with you. I think yeah, I think that'd yeah, be cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, guys, go into the description. Please go find him on social media. Go get his books. Uh, go follow him. And hold on. you don't go anywhere. Let me just recording stop. Stop recording. One second. One second. We're